Locked in on the box. No, never in a million years. Bringing the insight and the analysis. I do hate charge calls. 2022 Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Eric Name of The Athletic, is on Rutledge and Hamilton. The famous Eric Name uh, joining us here on uh, The Athletic. Eric, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on. We have so much to talk about with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the offseason, which is not where I thought we'd be today, uh, not where I would imagine the organization and uh, Giannis and everyone else thought they'd be today. But I, I wanted to start, I want to get this out of the way, and I don't know if you know the answer to it, but I wanted to, there's obviously the, the tragedy around uh, Coach Budenholzer and his brother. Did the players know what was going on with Coach Bud during, during the series? Because I wonder if that colored the very deep and introspective answer that Giannis gave to you about the season. I don't have the slightest idea. Okay. I was just curious on that part of it and see if, if he knew. Uh, because I loved Giannis's answer. I loved your question. And I thought it was, you know, two parts of, you know, maybe fans and media can call it a failure. But as a, as a player... It gave an, uh, and I wanted to get your thoughts, and I thought it gave a, an insight into how a player can gear themselves up for the grind of every season. Because if you played a year and you it, the judged only on winning the title, that's a really tough way to live. And that, Giannis, I thought, gave a really good insight into that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I was uh, super surprised that Giannis does not really view the game and seasons in like binary terms like that, like win loss, you know, failure, success. That isn't really um, what he's been about. He's, he tends to think about things pretty philosophically and tends to attack these ideas at a, I mean, at a pretty highly intellectual level. Um, So I wasn't necessarily super surprised. Um, I think it's, it's going to be really interesting kind of going forward where they go from here. Um, I think it's it's a great approach. I think it's a great way. It's a great way to to view things, and I think keep yourself going. Um, I also am genuinely curious, you know, how they feel like they're doing in that process. Um, if this is just a step and a step towards success, what steps do they feel like they took this season? Because, you know, at at the end of the season, in in that final game, they did a lot of things wrong that. They didn't do wrong in the past, and and that's where uh, you know I'm trying to piece together where the building is and where you know you are taking those steps forward and and what steps come next from that. So um, yeah, I mean it it was a very interesting answer and not necessarily something that I think was a huge surprise. Giannis tends to have pretty um, interesting thoughts on what I believe many people think are simple concepts in the world of sports. Uh, but where they go from here is really going to be interesting to watch. Were, were you surprised by the reaction? I mean, it was, it was such a great answer, and I, I'm sure you viewed it that way in the moment, right? It's, 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 he's such a thought-out and a well-thought-out guy. But were you surprised by the reaction to the, to the, uh, the question and the answer? Because it, went, it was everywhere, Eric. You, you, you became an overnight sensation nationwide. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really think a whole lot of it. Um, right. this is just kind of what I do. Um, 
I ask questions and get answers from people. That's, that's a large part of my job. Um, so yeah, I, I was surprised that it did turn into, um, you know, this, this larger dialogue and, and larger conversation. That was, that was not something I was expecting. Did you have to turn off notifications on Twitter? Uh, yes, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, talking with Eric Name from The Athletic, and now we move to the, the nuts and bolts of the offseason here, and you wrote a great piece on The Athletic. I think you put it up yesterday, and it is really insightful because this is an incredibly, possibly uh, franchise-changing offseason in front of uh, Milwaukee. Coaching will be looked at. Players will be looked at. And fair or unfair, f- the fan base is going to have a hard time buying in if it is in the long run run it all back maybe even if that's the right decision it's going to be hard for for people to be excited about this team if if everything is back yeah i mean i i think it's it's going to be really a, a tough off season there's going to be a lot of difficult decisions to make um i i think you know how you evaluate like it starts with how you evaluate mike budenholzer's job and obviously the the tragic events of the last couple weeks uh, of his life i think complicate the that decision in in what happens next even more uh because it's it's a truly terrible unimaginable thing to go through um and to go through during the most important you know part of your professional life um makes it makes it really difficult and and i think we'll we'll see how the organization you know goes through any of those things goes through those um decisions but you know i I think when you look at at the job done in game five it was it was not mike boonholzer's best effort that was there were mistakes made that I, I don't know if they knew they had a timeout with half a second left in regulation. Um, and if they did, they made a mistake in not calling it, which Mike Boonholzer admitted after the game. Um, you know, you, you look back to the play with two seconds left, taking out Brooke Lopez and putting Pat Connaughton on the floor. And then Pat Connaughton is the one that uh, gets bullied by Jimmy Butler at the rim. Um, you, you just look at, you know, a number of those things. You look at their crunch time offense falling apart, three of 19 in the fourth quarter of game five from the field, one of nine uh, for Giannis Adekumbo in the fourth quarter, uh, two of six, I think he was in overtime. Like, just overall, the the team not coming through. So I think it starts with Mike Boonholzer and, and how you try to decide to move forward. Um you try to figure out if he's the right person for the job. If it's, you know, more on the players, I think that gets tougher because as an organization, you don't really have a ton of options. Um, you have Chris Middleton that has a player option for over $40 million next season. Chris can opt in. He can opt out. He can get an extension. He can become a free agent and then sign a a new contract. He can do a lot of different things. Um, But if you're the Bucks and Chris Middleton walks away, you are so far over the cap, you don't have cap space. You you don't have... This isn't a situation where, all right, well, that $40 we were going to give to Chris Middleton, we're going to give to somebody else. Nope, can't do it. Not possible. That the, the salary cap will not allow it. The money that you have committed to Giannis and Drew and Bobby and Pat will not allow that. You do not have room underneath the cap 
to go sign someone else. So hmm. if he walks, that's it. There's there's nothing that you're getting. And you can see how destructive that is. If you look at the Dallas Mavericks from this past year, Jalen Brunson walks away. They don't get anything for it. And now you just sit there wondering, you know, how yeah. you recoup that type of value. And, and it just, it's really hard to do. You know, you have Brooke Lopez. Uh, it's similar situation. It, is he going to walk? Is he going to stay? Um, if you then keep Chris Middleton and you keep Brooke Lopez, the luxury tax payment that you have to pay is even bigger than it was in previous seasons. And this is the first year that you're in the repeater tax, which is even more prohibitive, makes you pay even more money on the dollar for every dollar that you spend. So you have to go through all these decisions and it's an off season where from a roster perspective, from a personnel perspective, it's pretty inflexible. There, there's not a ton of moves to be made there. And yes, you, you can make trades and you can move guys around that way. But overall, if you're talking about the biggest moves, the, the most impactful players, there's not just a way to go out there and sign a new one. Other teams might have that option. You don't. So you got to either find a way to keep your guy. You got to find a way to, you know, sign and trade one of your guys. You got to find a way to trade someone for something else uh, that, that could be impactful, whether that's a pick or another player. Like it, it's just a really difficult off season and it was going to be difficult no matter what. But I think it's a little bit less difficult if you have a second Larry O'Brien trophy, yep. you're holding on to that thing and you say, all right, Everybody wants some money? Great. Let's run it back. <laughs> like, this is easy, right? Like we just won two or three championships and we're just going to keep doing this. We'll we'll pay we'll pay that bill, but when you get knocked out in the first round, you only win one playoff game and yes, there were extenuating circumstances. Yes, Giannis only played in two of those games. I, I get all of that. But it's a lot more difficult to to figure out if you want to pay all that money to bring all those people back. Yeah, you're spot on, dude. That's Eric Name of the Athletic here with us on Rutledge and Hamilton. Eric, uh, you mentioned Drew Holiday a little bit. I, I was I was surprised by his comments regarding retirement. Uh, he, he's contemplating it after his contract runs out in two years. What do you what do you make of those comments? Because what's the old saying, right? When you're talking about retirement, you're already one foot out the door toward it, or something like. I don't know. I probably didn't do justice to the saying. But what was your reaction? <laughs> Did Aaron to the, tell you that or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what's your reaction to those comments? Um, I mean, so it was said a while ago. Um, I know it got rehashed in the yeah. last week or whatever, but that was on the Point Forward podcast, I think something like seven months ago, somewhere around. Oh, it's there, that old. I just saw it, so I didn't know that. Yeah, correct. So it, it did just like come back around, um, which is like totally fine. Um, but it, it was said a while ago on the Point Forward podcast. Um, and I think with Drew Holiday, he is someone who has always put his family first. Um, he is someone that has always valued that. Uh, higher than, I'm not gonna say other players, but like he, he's he's put his money, he's literally put his money where his mouth is. Like when he had the chance to be with his wife and not play, he did so, and he gave up the money that he should have doing that. And you know when he wanted to be with his family during the pandemic instead of going down into the bubble, his wife had to convince him to do so. And the only way he did it was if they then donated his salary money to charity like this is this is the type of person that he is so would i be shocked if you know he just wants to go spend time with his wife lauren and their two kids 
No, I I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, would I be shocked if, you know, as he's contemplating that, he thinks, man, I just had close to an all-NBA season and maybe I'll get an extension. Maybe I'll sign on for a few more. No, that wouldn't shock me either. So, um, I mean, it, those are words that Drew Holiday said. Um, and, and I think it's just going to be something that the Bucks have to be aware of and something that they have to think about. But uh, that is still two years from now. Um, he, he does still have two years left on that deal. Um, so it's not necessarily something that they have to worry about this summer. But if you are doing future planning, it, it is something that you have to, to keep in mind. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, what, what series is piquing your interest right now, Eric? Obviously with the Bucks out. What's, uh, what's piquing? I had more Bucks questions. You want to uh, kick over the NBA? Or? Uh, go, no, go ahead. All Sorry, right, we can, Sorry we can, about that. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, well, just ask another Bucks. Well, there's so many more Bucks things out there. So with this, I'm interested I'm with this I'm just depressed, roster. dude. This Rogers stuff, the Bucks first round exit. Like, I'm just depressed. I, I get I that. Know. But and I think a lot of NBA folks are like this, Eric. And obviously, you're—I mean, you're, you're not like a fan of the team, but you're around this team, so it's just obviously probably a, a bummer vibe. But like the off-season stuff is fat. It's like part of the NBA. It, it is really uh, as interesting as the season can be at times. And the issue, the thing I'm trying to wrap my brain around with the Bucks is like Brook Lopez. He's really good, but he's in his 30s, mid 30s, I think. Drew Holiday, really good, 32. Middleton hitting 30. Injuries. I don't know what happens there. And then you have like Ingles. There's just so many good basketball players, but do they all? F- My question is, and I'm sure this is what Horst is looking at it, and if Booty's involved in these, uh, Bootenholzer is involved in these decisions, uh, how do, do they all fit together the right way? So I want to ask you, like percentage wise, like do you think what percentage chance do you give that like? 70% of this roster is returning next year. <laughs> so I've given you two percentages there. I don't want you to try to make predictions on players because I think that could put you in a weird spot. It's just more of like, Eric, you got to give this guy a lesson on how to ask questions. What the hell was that? I'm asking him. I'm, I'm trying lost. to give him I'm trying to give him cover. <laughs> how much of this roster do you think will be returning next year? Yeah, I mean, with probability, I think you multiply the two percentages. <laughs> but no, um, I, so I think the big thing is uh, the Bucks have six guys under contract right now. Um, then they have, uh, you know, a player option for Chris Middleton. They have a player option for Javon Carter, and then Brooke Lopez, who's an unrestricted free agent, is still extension eligible. Eligible, excuse me. He, he could sign that before uh, June thirtieth. So, if you're seventy percent of the roster, um, that would be nine of fifteen, uh, maybe. Well, that's maybe. sixty, I think. No, that's, but, uh, that's not my forte. Even that, that means you're going to sign two more of the guys that were already here. I would guess it changes. Um, I would say it's low that you bring back that much of the roster. Um, and maybe if they had one more, if they had gone deeper, I would give it a higher percentage. But I just think whether or not you keep the very top of that roster the same is a question. And I think that hasn't been a question in previous off seasons. Like last year, we weren't thinking about that, right? right? It was... Chris Middleton, if he was healthy, they would have beat the Celtics. They would have gone to the finals. They would have won another championship, gone back-to-back, and you would have had all of that happen. Um, but this year, they got knocked out in the first round, and you have to worry about Chris Middleton and what he looked like. Um, you know, On defense, he was not great in that series against the Heat, but on the other end, he put up 24-6-6 six and six per game, three of those games without Giannis on 46% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, and 87% from the 
from the free throw line. That's a pretty good stat line. That'll play in the postseason, especially when Giannis is not out there on the floor. So you have to make a tough decision. Okay, if you know he can rehab his knee, if he can get a surgery on his – whatever it is, whatever he needs to do this yeah. offseason, if he can do those things – does the defense come back? And then you have to think about that. So Brooke Lopez, 35 years old, next year is year 16 in the NBA. Uh, you have to decide how many years of that are we willing to sign up for and how much is it worth every single season? And and I think you're going to find out that it's worth quite a bit and you do want to sign up for that, but that also means you probably have to accept the fact that those last couple of years – may not be as great, uh, especially not this year where he's probably going to be, uh, I don't know if he's going to be first-team all-defense, but second-team all-defense and, and really put together a season that top-five center in the league I don't think is crazy yeah. to say for what he did this season. Um, so I, I think there's going to be changes. Like There just has to be because whether or not this wants to be talked about as a failure um, you know, coming up short, losing, whatever, like whatever words you want to use. I listen to everyone on that roster talk about the goal this season is a championship. We don't care about the individual goals. We don't care about this. We don't care about that. We just want to win a championship. And as Giannis said, that's the worst postseason ever. That's the worst postseason he's ever been a part of because they only won one game on the little marker board. It said 15 on the top, 15 wins away from winning a championship. That's the worst postseason he's ever been a part of in his 10-year NBA career. And I don't think you can just run it back and say, eh, you know, we were unlucky. We got a bad matchup. Giannis got hurt. You know, what, whatever it might be. You, you can't, to me, you can't say that because this is, this is like the reality of having a team that has a championship expectation and you know like it it was funny as you know people have asked yana have asked other figures in sports about you know yana's conception of failure and yeah. what it means steve kerr you know said like well does that mean 29 teams are a failure and my retort would have been no it doesn't but for the teams that said the championship was a goal the season was a failure because the goal was you stated it it was a championship, and that's a hard goal, and winning is really difficult, but they came short of that. And, and I just think when you look at everything that they have, it's going to be really hard to say that you know you can just run this thing back and hope for the best next season. And Eric, we're talking with Eric Name from The Athletic. Uh, and I'll tie in where Shroff was talking about the rest of the NBA. I would imagine, and I saw some retweets, most of the NBA eyes are, are on this Warriors-Lakers series. For sure. And I just want to – like the Warriors, to me, I'm such a big fan of one. Just this, the way they play, and I love Steve Kerr. But it's remarkable in today's NBA, they are doing what I think all Bucks fans wish Milwaukee could do, and they have a core of three. It was Clay, Steph, and Draymond, and then you have Kerr, and everything else. And, and Looney's, I mean, hanging in right near there. But those three have been kind of the the core of that team, and everything else. Players have been subbed out. Uh, Iguodala, Harrison Barnes, it's just really good players, but it's always been those three, and it, it speaks to, one, the ownership commitment to spend all the money, but also the GM's ability to fill all around it and Kerr's ability to, to coach it. But when I watch the Warriors play, one, I think, God, the Warrior fans are so lucky, and I wish the Bucks could have that, and I, I don't see that happening anymore with the core three of Drew, Chris, and Giannis. One of them might have to be moved around. 
but also like how much of it do you just are in awe of that this can happen in today's NBA, that three guys can stay and continue to win? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a big thing this summer is the new CBA is coming and the new CBA is kind of built around the idea of like, we want to make it harder for teams to keep it all together over the years. Like, sure, pay your your normal guys, your three guys that matter, but everything else is going to have to change out. And I think we've watched the Warriors kind of talk about how they want to have two pathways, right? Like they want to get the young guys that can play with the old guys eventually and blend those two together. That one road, it didn't work. There's nothing on that road that matters. Jonathan Kuminga, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, like all those dudes just like it does. That didn't work. When I watch the Warriors, there's three dudes on the floor that matter. It's yep. Steph Curry, it's Clay Thompson, and it's Draymond Green. No and that's how it was back then, and that's how it is now. And if you're the Bucks fans, I, I guess the, the hope could be, all right, let's move some stuff around but keep Chris and Giannis and Drew together. Um, but but we'll see how, the, how this offseason unfolds. You're the man, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Absolutely. See you guys.